2: you are listening to the dan patrick show on fox
3: sports radio it's hour two on this tuesday had a lot of fun dissecting cowboys giants hour one if you ever miss an interview or anything you can always listen to the podcast it's always available make sure you go to danpatrick.com got a lot of great items there uh, got a tailgate bundle dog treats as well with t-shirts A lot of great things. The Velro wallets. We got candles there. We got something really special coming in the next couple of weeks. I'm sworn to secrecy, but we'll have that for you. Sign up for the DP Show newsletter as well. No update right now on Miles Garrett involved in a one-car accident yesterday afternoon. His Porsche flipped over a few times, and he came out unscathed, at least for the most part. Got out of the hospital last night. Don't know what his availability will be this Sunday against the Browns. Mac Jones will likely miss multiple games with a severe high ankle sprain. You know what we don't focus enough on? The low ankle sprain. It's always the high ankle sprain that gets our attention. Never the low ankle sprain. He suffered that law in that loss to uh, the Ravens, and uh, they got the Packers in Green Bay coming up on Sunday. I got to believe that betting line is, what, over 10 and a half? Could you check that, Paulie? I don't know where it started. I don't know how much this will impact. But is this Brian Hoyer time? Is Brian Hoyer still with the Patriots? He sure is. is. His his 29th year? Uh, I
4: had the line right now is Green Bay giving 10.5. So that has to be Mac Jones related, I think.
3: Yeah, or maybe it's going up even higher as they get close to game time. Would
4: you like to know what a high ankle sprain is by the doctors?
3: Well, okay, I, w- I just want to know what a low ankle sprain is. Or is nope. that just an ankle sprain? An
4: ankle sprain is more, you know those two bones on the side of your ankle? Uh, Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but... Uh, <laughs> ankle
3: bones. Ankle
4: bones. <laughs> in that region, it's, a, it's an ankle sprain, just a generic ankle sprain. A high ankle sprain is the stretching and or tearing of ligaments mm. that connect the shin bones, tibia, and fibula just above the ankle. So it's like the connective... Stuff. Mm. So it's not on your shin, but it's lower shin, upper ankle, if that helps at all.
3: But can you have a severe ankle sprain that would be rivaling a high ankle sprain? Like It feels like nobody has an ankle sprain, they have a high ankle sprain. So a high one, is, you're like a topper if you have a high ankle sprain? Yeah, yeah. Remember McLovin always had a high ankle sprain, like a grade two, and I'd go, oh, God. But he would have a high ankle sprain. By the way, more dinosaurs, more action, more of what you love. Stream the extended version of Jurassic World Dominion now only on Peacock. We uh, had an hour one poll question. Who is your September VP? Who won hour one? And what are we turning our attention to, hour two? Your options, Dan, for
5: September VP hour one were Josh Allen, Tua Tungavailoa, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. Right? It is a very close one between Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. 37% have Lamar.
3: Okay. Which feels, it feels to me like it should be more in his favor. And maybe I'm going with the underdog that Tua would be the MVP because he's playing better than what he thought he was going to. And the Dolphins have beaten the Ravens and they've beaten the Buffalo Bills. It just feels like if you took Lamar Jackson off the Ravens,
5: they would be a completely generic team, whereas everybody else still has a
3: pretty good team around them. I don't know. If I took Lamar Jackson off the Ravens, that'd probably be, that trump everybody. It feels like he does more for his team than the other quarterbacks do. And Josh Allen is right there with him. I think Tua does what he needs to. I think Jalen Hurts is benefiting from having a couple of weapons, a great offensive line, great defensive line. I, w- I would say Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are asked to do more for their teams. Because Tua is just like, all right, you guys go out there and run, and uh, I'll find you. And he's got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. Yeah, Paul.
4: There's some teams, and it's not an insult to the starter, that if the starter got hurt, I'd feel pretty good about the backup. And I think Baltimore is one of them. Tyler Huntley, if you see him, in the, yeah, I, know, I know it's I preseason, like him, out of Utah, it. he seems like a pretty high-end young backup.
3: Yes, I liked him a lot when he's played. Uh, Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Poll question for Hour 2, Seton, will be...
5: Hour 2, September VP, Dan. We're bringing it
3: back. <laughs> oh, nice.
5: Now, this time, though, we've got... Uh, I need some help populating this one. I put Patrick Mahomes back on there just because we pulled him out of Hour 1. We could take him off again, though. Okay. Uh, I went with Paulie's Nick Chubb suggestion. Hmm. Uh, I believe a caller called in with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. All right, why not? Yep, sure. absolutely. Um, who else you like in that?
3: Um... Eddie Jackson, defensive back for the Bears. <laughs> that summer before. <laughs> yeah. That's a callback. Yes, Todd.
6: I would like to submit Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddell, 19 catches, 342 yards. That's second place. Three touchdowns tied for second. Okay. Sure. Okay. In the discussion, unless you know, if we go outside of quarterback. No,
3: absolutely. Everybody gets an opinion on this show.
4: Yeah, Paul. If the Falcons were any good, I'd put Cordero Patterson because first of all, I think he's third in the league in rushing and his number is eighty four, which is super weird and cool. He is fascinating.
3: Is he a borderline Hall of Famer? I know it sounds crazy, but as far as a returner, and now we don't have, you know, return specialists, but Cordero Patterson is one of the more fascinating players who's played this game. Yeah, Paul.
4: His production, this is going to sound sacrilegious, especially as a Bears fan. Devin Hester was the best returner basically in history his first three years. Then they tried to move him to receiver and gave him less reps as a returner, which actually hurt his Hall of Fame chances. But he's going to the Hall of Fame. Cordell Patterson, he's going to be like, he may rush for 1,000 yards this year. He also has 272 catches. He's first-team pro bowler as a return man four times. And he's doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I know. Five pro bowls. Four pro, all pros. His problem, though, he went Minnesota, Oakland, New England, Chicago, Atlanta. Yeah. He doesn't play in a lot of playoff games.
3: Fascinating player. Really is. After the announcement surrounding Mac Jones' ankle, I'm just being told, DraftKings no longer has the Patriots over-under for the regular season wins listed. The Patriots over-under to start the season? Eight and a half. Uh, I also have updated NFL odds for MVP. Josh Allen, then Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, then Tua, and then Justin Herbert. All right, we'll get the phone calls coming up, and uh, we'll hear from LeBron James. We'll hear from Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. That'll be coming up. I stumbled into a uh, new show. It's um, on Apple TV. One of the characters is the daughter of a famous... Musician. Not all at once, guys. Oh, we're, we should guess that? Yeah. Is she famous? No. But um, Bono's daughter. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Eve Hewson, I think is how it's pronounced. Is that his last name? Yeah. H-E-W-S-O-N. Bono Hewson? No. No. name's <laughs> Paul, I think. Oh. Uh, but she's in this show called Bad Sisters, and it's good. It's spicy. A dark comedy, as they like to say. But uh, she's gorgeous, and and she's very talented, too. She's been in other things, but she's, uh, she's one of the uh, stars of this called Bad Sisters.
4: Okay, Bad Sisters on Apple TV. Yeah. How many episodes have you watched?
3: One. Are you in or in? I'm in. I mean, I'm not in. This describes it as a thriller. It, there's a lot of f- comedy in it. it. it's a it's dark, you know gallows the, humor, the Garvey sisters. yeah they're they're entertaining. yeah so i uh, I started watching that. Now, I'm also watching City on a Hill with Kevin Bacon. Whew, that is good. I think it's the last season, right? Uh, I hope not. Oh. but it we're getting close to the last episode then if that's the case. but uh, Kevin Bacon is great. great but uh, if you get a chance to watch that one, very entertaining. That might be on Amazon, Amazon Prime, something like that. Eve Houston. Yeah. Memphis
4: Eve, Eve Sunny Day Houston is her real name. Mm.
3: Wow. And then she's got another sister who I don't think she's an actress, but she is gorgeous. That's Jordan Houston. Jordan Houston. Yes.
4: Yeah, Paul. Would you rather have a famous dad who's an athlete or
3: a musician? Um, Musician, because that's going to last forever.
4: But it's also going to last forever, that they're going to be on tour when they're 64. Like, uh, if you're Patrick Mahomes' kid, he's not playing football at 64.
3: Yeah, but you still get to have, there's benefits of that. Brady's kid, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like Keith Richards' kids, they still get to go see Dad if they want to go see the Stones. That's true. Mm. I mean, I'd be okay with that. I mean, athlete—you
5: could see like going on tour all summer or something like that. You get out of high school, yeah—that'd be pretty cool.
3: Yeah, they could be homeschooled on the road. Yeah, the roadies could teach you. I
4: don't know if I bring my kids yeah. on tour, depending on what kind of yeah. band I was in. If I was like uh, Michael Bublé, I'm bringing my
3: kids on tour because that seems yeah. like a-
5: where's Young Timmy? Oh no, hacksaws uh, teaching them astrology <laughs> right now. Oh, okay, come on.
3: <laughs> roadies are some of the. They're, they're some of the great people though. When you're around them, the stories that they have because yeah. the roadies see everything, and then they're paid not to see everything, and you're just around them, and that that's where you get really like the core of what goes on on the road. But uh, yeah, there you go. Bono, Bono gets mentioned on the show.
5: Yes, my, my wife's uncle was a roadie for a long time for like big band, like Fleetwood Mac and all this stuff, and he uh, lived a life and a half. For sure. And just had, he always had the most amazing stories. And for him, they would just sort of come out of nowhere where it'd just be like, Oh yeah. Did you see the game last night? It'd be like, Oh yeah. I remember we were in New York with Van Morrison and
3: uh, like whatever, this crazy story, He knew where all the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I met somebody who was a driver for musicians and he had all kinds of stories. Back of a limo, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, he had an SUV. Either way, but he more would, room for action. Yeah. He would just say, "God, you got to help these people." You, you know, you, at one point he goes, "I'm looking in the my rearview mirror, and I'm going, I don't know, like I'm supposed to act like I didn't see this, and and it's a famous musician, and you're going, he's not supposed to be doing that, you know, he's he's married." <laughs> He's not supposed to be doing that. And meanwhile, the next day, my friend that I met, he has to go pick up this guy's wife. And then, you know, like, hey, how are you doing?
4: Make sure you clean the SUV.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean. yeah, yeah. All right. So we have a uh, September VP, the uh, part two seat. Is that what we're doing? Part two. Part de.
5: Part two. Part
3: yeah. Uh, Michael in Little Rock. Little Rock. Hey, Mike. What's on your mind?
6: Hey, Dan, first time, long time, and like so many others sitting here recovering from a surgery. Um, (laughs) I just had a quick question. Um, When I was a kid, I was a huge fan of the Raiders, and I loved Lyle Alzado. And I was just curious what you think. If he never came out with that Sports Illustrated cover story that said, I lied about (laughs) his steroid use and everything, do you think he would be in the Hall of Fame today? And if so, don't you think he should be anyway? because from what i recall the NFL didn't ban steroids until 83 and they didn't even start testing for it until 87 and his career was <clears throat> excuse me pretty much over by then
3: i don't know if he had enough numbers there he was quite a character but lyle alzado the camera always found lyle alzado defensive player the raiders but i don't i don't know back then if your defense and he was a defensive tackle so I don't know how many sacks he would have gotten. That would have been more of you played on great teams, therefore, sort of like the steel curtain, that if you played on that defense, though, just about everybody got into the Hall of Fame. Even Donnie Shell, who didn't start for the steel curtain. Yeah, Paul.
4: Yeah, Lyle Alzado actually got his start really as a good player in Denver with an All-Pro and a couple Pro Bowls there in Cleveland. and then. But when he was with the Raiders, it's like he became famous because he played in that Super Bowl with the Raiders, yeah. and that's when the NFL was really... Yeah, his career with the Raiders was 82 to 85, and he was not the player he was, but he was the, he's like a Mark Gastineau type. It was a, I, whoever the show me guys are in the league,
3: he was a very well known player. Maybe huh. not the greatest. How many sacks did Mark Gastineau end up with when he L- was with the Jets?
4: Lyle Alzado had 112, but he played like 15 years.
3: Wait, Lyle Alzado had 112 sacks?
4: Yes, but he played 15 years. So that. Kind of hurts his case.
3: Wait, do I have him as a defensive tackle? He was a, was he a defensive end?
4: I got him mostly listed defensive end. Of his okay, my bad. Clay Matthews, by the way, had ninety one and a half sacks in just eleven years.
3: I don't know if Lyle Alzado. In fairness to uh, you know our caller, I don't I don't know if Lyle Alzado has had somebody who has spoken on his behalf recently. I don't know. How many uh, sacks does Mark Gastineau have?
4: So he played almost his he played his entire career with the Jets. Yeah. He had a seasons with 20 sacks, 19 sacks, 22 sacks, 13 and a half. Four times he was first team All-Pro. He finished with 107 sacks, mm. and he did most of that damage in a four-season span.
3: I was around the Jets a lot back then, and we would go out to Hofstra. That's where they, they practiced. I remember Gastineau was, it, it was the team was over here and Gastineau was over here. He had it all going on the sack dance, number 99. I think he had a Rolls Royce. He was dating Brigitte Nielsen, who used to be married to Sylvester Stallone. Rocky Four, Yeah. And, uh, you know, the heart and soul of that Jets defense was Joe Klecko. And and he, to me, is a Hall of Famer. Joe Klecko was the real deal. But, I mean, if you're looking at that, then Mark Gastineau, if – if, if we're not testing, or I don't know if we care that much about with the, with that with the NFL. I, I don't know if there's that, you know, they're cheaters in the uh, Hall of Fame. Like we do with baseball, it bothers us. I don't know if we're really that... Con- like Antonio Gates, is that going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame? No. It may have kept Rodney Harrison out of the Hall of Fame, but I think Rodney's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he- Seton.
5: It would be really odd to start caring about steroids in football just as everybody has come to terms with Barry Bonds being the single-season home run leader. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, steroids in baseball, hmm, yeah, it kind of is what it is. Wait, explain. Meaning, why would we all of a sudden start caring about steroids in football and numbers or records or even anybody using them Mm -hmm. when we've just spent this whole season talking about Barry Bonds and being like, yes, he is the single-season home run leader. Mm -hmm. He does have that record. And
3: there's not really much talk of asterisks and things like that. Yeah, I I don't look at Aaron Judge if he hits 62 as this single-season home run champ. I mean, you know, baseball doesn't know. If baseball's questioning it, then, you know, I should too. But I, I'm like, it's Barry Bonds. You like it or not, it's Barry Bonds. That's the way it goes. It happened. I saw it happen. And like it or not, you know, you got to recognize that. He did hit those home runs. Yes, he did. He did. Yes, he did. It's it's like Reggie Bush won that Heisman. Yes, Paul.
4: If you go back to Mark Gaston of the Jets, he may have a case of the top 20 single season sacks, you know, best sack seasons. He's got three of them. Three of the top 20. Mm-hmm. He also did it before the passing era really got rolling with mm-hmm. Marino. You know, if J.J. Watt had three monster seasons and oh. defense play there, but you look at guys like, the Marcus Ware is probably getting in, Chris Dolman, guys like that. Mark Astner
3: should be up there. Mm. Yeah, I just think there's a negative you know, attitude attached to that. Yes, Todd.
6: I also thought that uh, I had hoped growing up in New York that they were all buddies, the sack exchange guys. But I've heard Gastineau years ago talk about how much he hated Lyons and Cleco. There was one game against the Rams where he's doing his dance and they're like attacking him and no one is coming to his <laughs> side because they were sick of his That's sack true. dance. And he was just all alone with a bunch of Rams jumping all over and no one came to his rescue.
3: Well, you had Marty Lyons, Joe Cleco, and Abdul Salam. Right, underrated. About, yeah, the sack exchange. Great name, great name. All right, let's take a break. We'll hear from LeBron James coming up after this Dan Patrick show. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse yet, how those rewards will flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. And that's amazing. And then we could get back to talking about what we normally talk about. Stuff. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards that's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio radio app at FSR or stream us
0: live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now, use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18+ in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For our up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co/pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Sunday night, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go to Tampa. At least they're scheduled to go to Tampa. Considering the weather, it might not be Tampa. They'll battle Tom Brady and the Buccaneers Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. NBA training camps opened up. This is where the players arrive and the players have to talk. This is that one time that you know that you're going to have them and they're going to have an audience asking them some questions and a lot of things happening in the offseason. Let's start with the Brooklyn Nets. Here is Kyrie Irving, and the question is attached to his answer. Were you ever close to something else? Were you close to being gone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were options, uh,
1: but not many. i tell you that because, uh, again, this, this stigma if whether or not I want to play, whether or not I'm going to be committed to the
3: team, which I thought was really unfair at times. Okay. Those, those are all fair points. And he's right. I think that there was a small market for Kyrie, including the Lakers. Here is uh, Kevin Durant and the question attached to his answer. First, are you surprised you're still here?
7: No, I mean, I know I'm that good that you're just not going to give me away. So, uh, that's one thing I did appreciate about Sean and Joe. is like, yeah, you're too great for us to give you away. Just that easy, that simple. So um, I get that. I know who I am.
3: Okay. Fair enough. Well, they were asking for an awful lot for Kevin Durant. They asked for too much. Therefore, they can say to him, look, we tried to trade for you, but nobody wanted to pony up five first-round picks. I'm not sure if they ask him anything else attached to this, but um, hey, how's your relationship with your coach, Steve Nash, who you threw under the bus? Why did you want out, Kevin? Now, I think he was asked that and he said something along the lines I'm paraphrasing that didn't think that they were competitive, they were aggressive enough. There's something with the language there that, you know, he kind of put it back on, you know, the management. Ownership, yeah, see Steve Nash had an interesting comment, too,
5: because he said uh, like something along the lines of, like, you know, Kevin Durant said that he wanted you out or whatever, yeah. and Steve Nash had said, yeah, but this is something that families go through, but, you know, we spoke,
3: worked it out, and, like, that's behind us. Mm. I'd love to know if KD thinks Steve Nash can coach. How good a coach do you think Steve Nash is, Kevin? Like, I would really press these guys because – You know what? They wanted this. They wanted this franchise. They wanted everything. They got everything. They got control. They wanted their coach. They got their coach. They wanted to bring in DeAndre Jordan. They got everything they wanted. And then they wanted out because it wasn't working out. What is it you didn't get, Kevin or Kyrie? That's what I'd want to know. I'd press him. How good a coach is Steve Nash? Uh, how much trust do you have in your GM, Sean Marks? Where did you want to go, Kevin? Where did you want to be traded? Yeah, Paul.
4: Where will you demand a trade to next offseason?
3: Mm-hmm. A little snarky. Yeah. Then you have the Lakers. They, of course, had some uh, offseason drama. And here is LeBron James on what the team needs to do this upcoming season.
7: Uh, defense. You know, teams that can defend and can get stops when needed. They're they're just simply more successful in our league. So, and you know, I think the defensive side of the floor is where we're going to be um, hammering home on you know every single day, and uh, understanding that if we can we can defend, uh, take make teams take tough shots, uh, keeping the one shot um, at the goal, and then and rebound and secure the ball, and um, put us in a position to be uh, successful um, throughout the season.
3: Okay, did you guys focus on defense last year, and if not why. Darvin Ham says that Russell Westbrook told him that he's willing to play defense. Like, how crazy is that? Because he wasn't willing to trade or uh, play defense. He wasn't willing to play defense. Famously, was not And with that athleticism, I would say to Russ, your playing time is going to be attached to how how well you play defense. Because you're not a great offensive player. Although he has respectable numbers, I'd say if you're playing, I want to make sure you're playing defense. Because if you play defense, you're going to play offense. But if you're not playing defense, you're certainly not going to be playing offense. Yes, Eden.
5: The, uh... Chip on our shoulder, underdogs. The whole world is against us. Card though is a little old from the Lakers. I know. Let's just uh, dial that back.
3: It it feels like though it's there. It's waiting. Uh, They're okay. going to play the card. It's coming up. Nobody. Uh, hey, nobody gave us a chance. By the way, I have the DraftKings odds to win the NBA title. One, two, three, four, five, six. Are the Lakers in the top six? according to DraftKings, to win an NBA title. Yes, Todd? I'm going to say they just make it. They do not, Todd. They don't? No. It's the Clippers, Warriors, Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Phoenix Suns. Yeah, Paul.
4: Clippers are the number one odds? Yeah.
3: yeah. What year is this? They've been. It feels like it's them and the Celtics since the season ended. And I'm like, wow, they're really confident about Kai, uh, Kawhi playing and Paul George and being healthy. and
7: Yeah, Mark. Don't forget your boy John Wall.
3: John Wall. Uh, yeah. Well rested. That's the missing piece. Yes, he is. Very well rested here. Uh here's Russell Westbrook Junior the third on Did he feel wanted?
7: I mean, um, whether that they want me here or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, honestly, my job is to be a professional, show up to work like I've always done thus far, do my job the best way I know how to, and that's it. I mean, We all have jobs that sometimes people at our jobs don't like us, or don't want us there, as you guys probably can attest to in any other job across the world. Um, And as a professional and as a uh, working uh, man, I have to do my job and do it the best way I know how um, to be able to support and take care of my family, and that's what I
3: would do. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Did you see the video of...
4: We're, we're not asking you not to take care of your family. Just play a little D. I, I
3: just want you to play defense. That's all. <laughs> you know, you're, I, I, I think with 40-some million dollars a year, you're going to be able to take care of your family. You're going to. Yes, he won. Did you see the
5: video of Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron doing a photo shoot? And it's the three of them doing their, like, tough guy pose. Oh, like, you know, not smiling or anything. Mm. And Anthony Davis and LeBron are like right next to each other. And then there's about two <laughs> or three feet and Russell Westbrook is there. And the the photographer is like, hey, uh, Russell, could you just slide in about a foot? And Russell gives about two inches mm. and then does the And They're like, no, can you just get in a
3: little tighter to LeBron there? Can we just get you in? And he's not budging. Patrick Beverly just arrived. And guess who his new best friend is? If it was a, a,
7: a best friend on the team and everyone has them to pick right now I say, Russ, mm. Now we train together. I mean, w- it's, would it's, you ever thought that before? Yes. Okay. That's usually how it goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this game, yeah. you know, you reintroduce the people you've been introduced to, you mm-hmm. know? On, so he's been at my press conference, a lot of people don't know we have the same body guy. Mm-hmm. So we're in a weight room a lot together. Uh, you know, uh, he just opened the store. I was pissed at him. I'm like, man, why you didn't tell me you just yeah. opened the store? I would've came, you know? That's dope. You know, so, but you know, when you see me on the court, you know, I'm, I'm in mode. Okay.
3: Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook are buddies. And they'll both be with the Lakers for this year and then probably not after that. Yeah, Paul.
4: See, he was saying that Anthony Davis was saying uh, nobody was looking for us. Nobody's given us a chance last year. (laughs) Nobody liked us. They were the second in Vegas odds before the season at this time to win the NBA championship. Only to the Nets. Only the Nets at this time last year had better odds to win titles. So. Everyone thought
3: they were going to win. I, I guess we didn't you know, think the Nets were going to do well, according to Vegas then, right? Same thing. Nobody gave us a chance. You know, it comes down to when you have guys who want to play defense. Like, I don't want LeBron being the guy saying, hey, we got to play defense. At his age, I, I want the younger guys saying, it's up to us to be aggressive on defense, to play better, to want to play defense. Russell Westbrook did not want to play defense. Didn't fight through screens. You know, didn't listen to Frank Vogel. He was, he was not a good teammate. And they did try to get rid of him. But who's going to want him? And if they do, it's for one one year. And if Russ doesn't realize that he needs to be more like Andre Iguodala, then he's going to have a hard time finding a new team. But if he does reinvent himself as a guy who's willing to go hustle, play defense, do the dirty work, he still thinks he's an MVP candidate. And those numbers are hollow. You know, when he's averaging 18, 8, and 7, and you go, man, those are good numbers. They are. But if you do a deep dive on those numbers, they're not good at all. And I think that's all that – I mean, Darvin Ham is not going to put up with any nonsense. And that might lead to some ugly moments there where you'd say to Russ, hey, I know you want to get out on the break. How about you box out on the other end? How about you You account for your player? Yeah, Mark.
7: We're talking a lot for for a team that's going to win maybe 43 games Ooh. at best.
3: What is the over-under? Can we find out over-under Lakers? So you've got them just over 500, Mark. Pie to the face. (laughs) Should be basketball to the
4: groin for that. Oh, no,
3: no, no. I
4: thought that was the thing with the Maravich.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nobody tried that. Like, I think I'm the only one who tried the Maravich between the legs thing where you slam it as hard as you can and then make sure that you don't slam anything else as hard as you can.
5: Yeah, see? I tried it a bunch of times, probably a dozen, but I could never catch it on the other side. It always. Flew away. Yeah.
6: Yes, Ton. I'm looking at 45 and a half. Ooh. Where the Lakers wins. 45
4: total. and a half. Yeah, Paul. You name the team. I've got the season over under from last week on DraftKings. Um, Brooklyn Nets. That, your Brooklyn Nets, 54. Wait, no, that's not right. 50 and a half. Ooh. 50 and a half. Okay. Now the Celtics is 54 and a half. The odds were before they lost their head coach for the season. Okay. I have not been updated. All right. Uh, Phoenix Suns. 51 and a half over under wins.
3: Okay. Clippers. (laughs)
4: 55? 52 and a half. Not the best on the list. They're third, I think. Hmm. Who do you think is the worst team in the league expected? Wow. The Utah Jazz are down to twenty five and a half. I was going to say. Is that correct? I was going to say the Utah Jazz. Has they have they ever been? I don't think they've ever been in the bottom three teams in the league. In their history. They're usually competitive. Yeah. Rod Thorndays. Yeah. That's. I got the Spurs at 22 and a half. Oh, I'm...
3: by the way, Greg Popovich said, uh, hey, don't bet on us.
6: <laughs> Nobody here should go to Vegas with the thought of betting on us to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> and I know somebody will say, gosh, what a Debbie Downer. <laughs> There's a chance. What if they work really hard? It's probably not going to happen. Okay. All right.
3: Saves me a trip to Vegas. Uh, here is Zion Williamson. He is ready to go this season.
7: The best way to describe it is I've, I found true resolve within the game of basketball. Something mentally in me shifted, changed, and the game of basketball is that's it for me. Uh, it's my love. It's what I want to do. Like I said, I'm just excited to get out there and show the world what I can do.
3: Wait, what shifted? Were you not in love with basketball? Zion you were medically cleared to play at the end of the year and you didn't play uh, could you tell us why please whose decision was that you put on an aerial display prior to a game dunking but you didn't play uh, could you tell me why please so many questions yes Mark
7: and with him healthy that team is sneaky
3: oh, it's good. A great, I think they have potential to be a top five team in the in the wet top four
7: I like them. The Grizzlies, I think we're going to turn on the Grizzlies pretty soon. Ooh. Like, they were the cute story, but say if they fail again this year, Oh, get out of here. Because mm. we love to do that. Mm. Like, we build them up.
3: Who was the team that I said they are like the Grizzlies in the Eastern Conference? Did, did I have a team? Cavs? Yes. The Cavs are my Grizzlies. Or the Grizzlies are my Cavs. Well, the Grizzlies are more accomplished. But I want to see them put up because they, do, they don't They do shut up. I want to see them put up here. Yeah, Paul.
4: I know it's a little early, but does anyone want to play can-you-name-a-San-Antonio-Spurs player game? We haven't played that in a long time. <laughs> One player, bench, depth chart, not historical player, Fritzie. Patty Mills. I don't have him on the roster anymore. Maybe eight <laughs> years ago. Is he with the Nets? Yeah. Patty Mills still with the Nets? Oh, right. Yeah. One current San Antonio Spurs. Uh, well, who's
5: the fella they got
4: from uh, Toronto? Is he still
5: there?
7: Oh, no. DeRozan.
3: DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan. DeMar, yeah, that's DeMar DeRozan. DeMar and the Is he still there? He's a bull. How about uh, <laughs> who's that guy? Splitter. Didn't they have a uh, Tiago Splitter? Tiago Splitter. <laughs> like a decade ago. I, I, at least. You know how it happens with San Antonio. You got guys who're there, and you never, you never know that Tiago still... Splitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: All right. Here's one. There's one. Who's is there got... like Mbute? There's a name that's like Thiago Splitter. It's fun to say.
3: Yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> you out of Utah. It. Out of yeah. Utah. Y- Yakupoto. Yeah. 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 Yakupoto. Yakupoto. Yeah. From three. Poto. Yes. It is Poto. Uh, Yakupoto. Out of Utah, isn't he? Why not? I don't know. They got uh,
4: one of the greatest white college basketball players of our era. On the roster, Adam Morrison Hello? is still. Oh, you're so close! <laughs> I'm going to give you a half point.
3: Doug McDermott. Oh, that's right. They tried to trade him. Yeah, he'll get yeah. it. Yeah, Dougie McDermott.
4: I got some other players. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay.
3: No, he, neither is Popovich. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let me take a break. Got a play of the day coming up, and your phone calls. We're back after this.
1: Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
0: or wherever you get your podcast from. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com with Amex.
2: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets
3: now. Check this out.
6: Play clock near one.
1: Corner
3: of the end zone. Lamb, one-handed try. He got it. Touchdown, Lamb. What a catch. What a throw. And the Cowboys back on top. Courtesy of the mothership, Joe Buck on the call. C.D. Lamb's touchdown catch. His first since scoring twice in a win against Atlanta in week 10 of last year. That is your play of the day. Play of the day. Who's play of the day? Brought to you by Seaton. Could be play m- of the
5: day. Dan is brought to you by Discover. Oh, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, but why bother doing that, huh? Or we could talk about uh, how, with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash. In any amount, at any time, I mean, talk about amazing, It huh? is amazing. Yes. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry. I just
3: took those words right out of you. No, no, you did it better than I Yeah, You know, I went to see a uh, softball game last weekend. Socially? A friend of mine is the coach of uh, his daughter's team. So and it's not like an adult men's league. It was? No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Not an adult men's league. Okay. But I, uh, I said, yeah, I'll go. I, I see him when I go get coffee in the morning and his, takes his daughter to school. And she's uh, probably eight or nine years of age. And uh, he said, hey, we're going to play. It's close by if you want to go out and watch. And I go, okay. So I show up. I hear music blaring. There's a big boom box. And every girl who goes to the plate has a walk-up song. Like it's, <laughs> they had cheers like, like it was a spirited little girl's softball game they put on a full blown musical and like it's real like they're they're serious the way they look the way they play their walk up songs everything and i was like damn i miss this yeah Seton? just this
5: past weekend on sunday i was at my son's soccer game it was at a, a school and they were playing on one field, and the field right next to it had a youth football game going on. It was probably like, I don't know, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, something like that. They were pretty young. Yeah, It was unbelievable. It was absolutely on fire. They, the kids came out to Hell's Bells. By AC and ran through a banner. There was cheerleaders there. The parents were going absolutely ballistic. You would I was watching you know, my son play, and you would hear this crowd going absolutely bonkers and you turn and look, and there's a little kid with the football <laughs> streaking down the field and a whole pack of kids chasing him. They were going absolutely nuts. It was awesome.
3: Yeah, Paul.
4: And it works that way. I think with high school football around the country, you see a lot of these high school highlights, the production value of the scoreboards of the fans, they have whiteouts. And the music is really accentuating the game. It all trickles down. I think it trickles down
3: more from college than the pros. Plus, you also see the kids wearing something or doing something that they've witnessed before. Remember when kids would put their uh, their receiving gloves on their helmet off their face mask, like Randy Moss did, or it could be knee braces or you know knee pads, the sleeves
4: that, over the knees, like sleeves. The NBA players wear all of my my daughter's grade school basketball team. They all have. Accessories, boys and girls too, but they have like shooting sleeves and the things on their knees, and it, it, there's a lot going on.
3: Yeah, but there, it's the same thing. When I was growing up, you know, I wanted to wear Pete Maravich Pro Keds and baggy socks. You know, you just you see some. I I I slid head first in baseball because Pete Rose did. So each generation, it feels like, oh, I want to be like that. And like if you're throwing, if you're a quarterback now and you have your pro day. You roll left, throw back right, because Patrick Mahomes did that. We saw that with Zach Wilson. Like, everybody's got, hey, can you can you roll left and throw right? And, and it feels like, you know, that's what you're having. Or OBJ, everybody wants to catch it with one hand. Don't need two. I got one.
4: Yeah, Paul. I rode the pine in grade school football way back in the day, but that was when, especially in college and pros, all the big linebackers had the neck rolls, and all the little yeah. kids in my neighborhood got the big neck rolls. And I was riding the pine with my neck roll. When you're not hitting anybody and you have a neck roll on to protect your neck, you look extra lame. Trust me.
3: But sometimes when you're on the bench and you're watching and you're moving your head back and forth, watching the game. Go, Protective. Yeah. It might you know make it a little bit easier to do so. Yes, Marv. <laughs> when
7: I was maybe in fourth grade, Michigan fat Five, look – People lie. Oh, I had the Nike black socks in 1994. There were no Nike black socks. <laughs> I had Church socks. <laughs> I got my Church socks and I wore them with just my regular black Nikes that I got from JCPenney outlet and my mom was like, "Are you going to put on like regular socks?" I was like, "Nah, Chris Webber wouldn't do that."
3: And so she was so like, "So you had Church socks on." I
7: had Church socks on playing fourth grade
3: little dribblers. I love it. Yes, Todd.
6: I had a white headband that I wrote Fritz on it because of McMahon and his headband, and I would walk through school. And I wasn't even playing a sport or anything. Oh, I was no. just walking through the classrooms wearing Fritz on a headband because I just wanted to be like Jim McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you? I had to be like 14, 15. It <laughs> Early so, high school, they'll look at him. even the teachers, because I didn't take it off. Like, during, what are you doing wearing, what is that?
4: You that's, want to keep girls away, you Velcro wall and a headband.
6: That's, Fritz headband. Yeah, that's odd. I didn't put P-O-W-M-I-A or any of, any of those things, but I just put my last name on a headband. Here I am, deal with me now.
3: And you had good hair back then.
6: Yeah, I did. I had like, I had like a little afro, a little Jufro going. It's really nice, but I just oh. had this Fritz headband because I like the punky QB. I won't be like that, dude.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think we all have those... That athlete you wanted to be, wanted to play like them. Like Seaton would always go, I tried to bat like Ricky Henderson. I probably would have been a much better baseball player. <laughs> if you didn't. Certainly at
5: the plate if I didn't crouch down so low. Because I thought I was I thought I thought was exactly like Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Even slid head first. Thought I could steal bases like everything. Tried to do that catch. You know, he did that whip yeah. sort of snap catch. Yeah, he did. Yep.
3: I remember Willie Mays had a basket catch. And... That was the coolest thing because Willie Mays would be so nonchalant with his basket catch. All right, two hours of the books, one more to go. We'll get to your phone calls. Also, our good buddy Clay Matthews, former Packer pro bowler, hasn't officially retired yet. Maybe he will. Coming up after this. One more item, close out hour two, M Drive. M Drive knows what that feeling's like. Early in the morning, that alarm clock goes off. I'm going to hit the snooze button. Well, maybe not. How about I just get up and get going? Get things done, but it takes energy, and that's why I take M-Drive. Testosterone support for driven guys packed with clinically tested ingredients supporting healthy T-levels and the drive to get things done. you got to put in some work. M-Drive is there to help you. Stay motivated. Stay energized. And if you're like me, everybody wants to feel good, have that energy, keep going, accomplish more. we got to win a sports Emmy here. I can't stop. I mean, the Danettes can only take me so far. It's really M-Drive and Dan-Drive. Hey. Oh. Sorry, didn't know you were listening. For my listeners, try M Drive for only five dollars. Get started by texting Dan to fifty five thousand. Fifty five thousand first order M Drive, five dollars. M Drive. Message and data rates may apply.